Knock, knock. Who's there? Fig. Fig who? Fig's the doorbell. It's broken. Ba-dump, bump, bum. What a start. Hey, how's it going, Jay? Good, Andy. How are you doing today? Episode two. Yep. Uh, usually people uh, celebrate episode 10 or 50 or 100. I'm celebrating episode two. Right. I'm I'm ecstatic that we're doing this. Exactly. Yeah, it's and, number and two. Here's the thing. I... Uh, we got a lot of comments. We got a lot of feedback already off of our first episode. And whenever I hear people say this, I'm like, oh, it's, so, it's super cliche. But I'm amazingly grateful for our listeners, for our supporters, for everyone that's tuning in. Me too. Like, already, if I look at the numbers, like, I'm blown away at the fact that we have all these people that are like, man, I want to listen to this and keep going and everything else. Yeah, so thank you very much. Thank you for the listeners. Thank you for tuning in. The other thing I came across, this is just recently today. Uh, we have a lot of things to talk about. This may be a two-parter. Just, okay. Just to give you a... Yeah, there's so much. There, there's a ton. I came across this audio clip. Let's, let's, let's give it a listen. Today is today. And yesterday was today, yesterday. Tomorrow will be today, tomorrow. So live today. So the future today will be as the past today i'm so confused american vice president um i hope that we can communicate a little more clearly than that on this podcast that's my goal i never want to be confusing i want to be understandable so if you're listening please give us feedback let us know if we are uh confusing or not confusing is this today you're still <laughs> today i'm yeah. so sorry i'm so lost know, you're still <laughs> Let's keep going. So tomorrow, we're not going to do, be doing a podcast. Right. Just today. Yes, today. But yesterday, we thought about a podcast. Mm -hmm. And today, we're doing it. Mm -hmm. And tomorrow, we did it. That's right. Should we move on? Let's keep going. Let's I keep think we better. <laughs> or we won't have an episode three. Okay, I got a dad joke. I'm I'm pretty excited about this one. Um, so I'm just going to I'm just gonna say it. Andy, how do you make an apple turnover? I don't know. <laughs> You push it down a hill. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that note, let's move on. Uh, so last week we uh, we talked. We gave a little bit about our backstory. We talked about our backstory. We talked about who we are, uh, how music and food impacted our lives so far, how it brought us together as friends. Um, all that kind of stuff. I want to continue on the idea of history, and I'm a, I'm a history buff. Do you like history? Yeah. I mean, history is awesome. Is it? It is. Like. <laughs> It's so interesting to look back um, and see how, like, the, the past affects the present and the present, obviously, the future and today, tomorrow. Hey, it all ties hey, in. it all ties in. Look at that. Look it's, at that. it's amazing how we did not yeah, plan that Yeah, history is very cool. One of the subjects in school that, um, that I actually, like, was excited to go to class for was history, for sure. What was your favorite history time or time of history? So... Great question. I had a, this conversation with a friend. We're uh, we're out, and he he posed that question. He said, "If you could have lived at any time, like another era yeah, in yeah. history, and like I started naming ones that I thought would have been cool, and he was kind of like he had all the like the bad things about living. He's a history buff, and he's like, well, if you lived then, you would have, you know, bubonic plague or whatever.' <laughs> and I'm like, all right, yeah, so." <laughs> I, I think like something about the idealism of like 
the fifties. Yeah. Right. Like it just seemed like a more innocent time. Grease back hair, cars. I don't know. Maybe I watched too much happy days growing up. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, there is, there is a, you're coming out of world war two and everything is fantastic. And the music, the cars. Yeah. There seems to be an op general optimism to, you know, so I'm, Maybe I got it from my dad, and this has nothing to do with food music, but we I do want to kind of dive into our history more and, and stuff. Mm-hmm. So my dad is a Civil War buff. He loves Civil War um, and World War II. And so he's he's given to me – He's still he hasn't passed. Like sometimes you hear, oh, my dad gave to me. No, like he's still alive, but he gave – he passed on to me a whole bunch of Time Life World War II books, oh, wow. which is just phenomenal. Like anything you want to know about World War II. It's all in there. And then he also passed on to me uh, old popular mechanics from the 40s, 50s, and 60s. And the ideas that these people had, the creativity that they had about, you know, what what the year 2000 would look like and, you know, Mm -hmm. flying cars and all this stuff. It's just phenomenal. But, yeah, just I I would land in the same spot. I love the, the idea of, you know, late 40s, 50s. Before before the sixties, for sure. Mm-hmm. But like, there's a part of me that thinks I would have loved like medieval times, and but no, I'm way too soft. I'm I'm so soft I couldn't pick up a sword. <laughs> Never mind wield a sword. So like, there's this part of me that thinks I, I would like I could have lived back then. Would have, uh, but yeah. nah, I wouldn't have been good. No, well, and I mean, my I, when I think of medieval, I think of uh, you know Monty Python and the Search for Holy Grail and <laughs> coconuts and horse and stuff. And yeah, it's a rough time, man. That's, that's a rough yeah, time. really. I didn't, couldn't even afford a horse. Um, so let's talk about our history as individuals, as people. And I want to look when we talk about food. I want to look at uh, what are some memorable foods and snacks and the experiences that are tied to those as you're growing up. You know, what what are some recipes that. Uh, that mom and dad used to make or, you know, or grandparents, you know, at Christmas time, what are some dishes that you you remember having as a kid? Um, that kind of thing. I'm happy to go first unless you you, you want to jump in or uh, you go for it. I, OK, sure. Because I have a whole list. I came super prepared. As we said last week, this is like this is my brainchild and you're just along for the ride. Yeah. So I have given this some thought. I have. I'm th- sure you have three um, three examples, but I want you to go first. All right. Um, so. Uh, right off the top, uh, mom's quiche. I'm, I'm a, I'm a quiche lover. Mom, every Christmas morning would make quiche. She, she still does. She's actually gotten to the point now of like making a quiche and wrapping it up as a Christmas present and giving it to myself and my brother-in-law. Quiche is always a good thing uh, that ties into Christmas breakfast. So every Christmas morning we would have like just this huge French toast, pancake, eggs, bacon, sausage, uh, trifle. Do you know what trifle oh, is? Yeah. I love trifle. Trifle's great. Uh, if you're listening and you you have free time, you want to make it a trifle, uh, we will eat it. We'll taste test it. We'll rate it. It will automatically be t- to be ten out of ten because it's free and we're we're eating it. But yeah, we'll be very gracious. Uh, very <laughs> um, my dad used to make this amazing bean soup, like this ham and bean soup, hmm. which can often be dangerous in a in a house of multiple boys. But um, yeah, a bean soup, and then. You touched on it a little bit last week, and and I, th- I think we grew up sim- in a similar situation where uh, money wasn't super around, <laughs> and uh, my dad was a king of of casseroles. He was mm-hmm. like he would just create this thing. He called it the disher hash. It was always called the same thing every single time. What was in it? Uh, it changed every it single changed. time. It changed. It was always the disher hash. It was usually like some changed. kind of protein, some kind of meat, sure. some kind of pasta, yeah, and then just like everything else. And it was just good though, wasn't it? It was delicious. Yeah. Um, 
you know, food leads to memories. And so uh, different memories I have was because food or because money wasn't always a commodity. Um, my parents, they taught me that time, the, it's a quality of time, not the quantity of time that you're spending with people. And, uh, and so we would do these family outings where uh, we'd, we'd all go for a walk down to the nearest Becker's. I'm showing my age now um, and get a popsicle. Oh my goodness. Right? So, okay, you keep going. No, and, and that's just it. Like, and, and other kids were, you know, doing trips and traveling and getting this and getting that. And for us, it was just a simple, the, the, the simplicity of we're spending time together and mom and dad are, we're literally, like we talked, my dad and I talked about the other day, actually, like they were literally breaking the bank so that we could get a popsicle. Yeah. The know? reason I said, oh my goodness, is because literally one of my three has to do with Beckers that's and, and Pops. That's amazing. So I'll get, any keep going. Um, uh, Another, you know, another memory that comes up with food tied in with family is um, dad loved his, his sherbet, his rainbow, rainbow sherbet oh, yeah, or sorbet yeah. or whatever we call yep. it now. And uh, he would, <laughs> he would protect it by telling us that it's actually, he would call it pig's feet. What are you having dad? Oh, I'm having some pig's feet. Oh, that's gross. Yeah. You, you won't like it. And he'll, like he'd eat a whole bowl. And then eventually we learned that it was. Pig's feet is actually delicious. Pig's feet is amazing, yeah. <laughs> and I want some because it's sugary. And so, just yeah, just all these different memories of of uh, you know food, parents, family. I have more, but I want you to share yours. And how did Becker's and Popsicle tie? Yeah, I'll, I'll do that one first because we talked about that. So um, there was a Becker's store, literally um, about five minute bike ride away from my house. And for those that are listening that don't know Becker's, yeah, Becker's is like it was like a Max Milk, like a so variety, okay. a variety yeah. store. Um, and obviously not a lot of, you know, not a lot of money. You're, you're a kid, but you could afford a pop popsicle cause they were 10 cents. Yeah, they were. <laughs> and I, I remember going in w with a buddy and getting popsicles. Remember there was two sticks and yep. there was just like the divide. Well, the Becker store in our neighborhood was almost just like a, a shed almost like it was this metal sided building and it had like really sharp corners. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I know this is going, yeah. Banana popsicle. <laughs> oh my goodness. Banana popsicles. <laughs> split it on the corner of the Becker's store. Yeah. And like, it's hard to find a banana popsicle now, but if I find one, I'm eight years old again, sitting on my bike with my buddy outside the Becker's yep. eating a banana popsicle. Right. So I'm like, I'm that kid again. Yeah. So that's so funny that you had mentioned that. Crazy. Um, I would say another one for me, and this isn't like gourmet or anything. It's just a memory is I lived about uh, super close to my school. So I actually get to come home for lunch mm -hmm. in elementary school for like a hot lunch because my mom was at home and she would she would make a lunch. And um, multiple times a week, the lunch would be a grilled cheese sandwich. Mm -hmm. And I'm not talking like gourmet. I'm talking like the processed like craft singles. slice yeah, in, yeah. in the plastic <laughs> on, on Wonder Bread. Did you ever leave the plastic inside the bread by accident? No, no, that never okay. happened. Okay. Uh, grilled cheese and um, like just... Campbell's tomato soup. Yeah, yeah. And I would sit down, I would watch Leave It to Beaver <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and eat um, my grilled cheese and Campbell's tomato soup. And if I were to eat that still now, you're back at home. Again, I'm there. Yeah. I'm there. It's lunch. I'm watching Leave It to Beaver. And it's amazing how that triggers right? our memories. And 
I mean, yeah, it's it's crazy. We talked about it in the first episode. It's crazy how music and food, you know, you hear a certain song and it brings you back to, you know, something. Or you're eating food and you listen to certain music at the same time and it makes it so much better and yeah. all this kind of stuff. Yeah, for sure. Food and memories, yep. you know, and which I want to talk about in later episodes about food and mental health and how, how you know, when you eat certain foods or, or certain things, different foods affect different people, you know. But when I eat X, Y, and Z food, how does that affect my body slash my mental health slash my emotions slash all, everything, right? Like it all ties in the chemistry of everything, which is way beyond my pay grade. And I don't understand a lot of stuff, but I want to learn it and I want to share what I learned. Um, oh, we'll get a therapist in and talk about food uh, and mental health. Yeah, you know, cool. I, I think we know one actually, Yeah, possibly. Not so that, my, <laughs> my third one would be um, my third memory. And this would be like a Christmas or maybe Thanksgiving thing. So I'm talking yeah, like yeah. twice a year. Yeah. So my mom is, is English and she would make, um, you know, like Christmas dinner or Thanksgiving dinner. Um, but if you're English, the most important part of the meal is actually not the the protein, the turkey. It's the roast potatoes. Mm, really? Um, English people take tremendous pride. And, like, it's good that it was only once or twice a year um, because the process isn't super healthy for good roast potatoes. Okay. You would literally take, like, a pound of lard melt it in a roasting pan at a very high heat. Wow. And add your potatoes. And so they would be sizzles and they would sizzle yeah, and get yeah. like super brown yeah. and super um like crispy and like phenomenal. But like yeah, you didn't want to watch how those were made. I mean as a kid I didn't care, but now I'd be like, oh well, that's not good. But it's delicious. And wow. um like I said, it was once or twice a year. And if I if I go out for dinner, if roast potatoes are like, and they're done like the the proper English way, mm -hmm. yeah, it's like oh Christmas dinner, you know, at my house growing up. So, how yeah. many how many times did you guys have uh, Yorkshire pudding? Um, we would like I didn't I love Yorkshire pudding now, and I I, I make Yorkshire yeah. pudding if we're having like roast beef dinner or whatever. Yeah. But because it's more of a roast beef thing, again, oh, okay. like we were kind of like on a budget, right? right so like yeah. we didn't eat a lot of roast beef because you know it was like more like hamburger and maybe once in a while. Yeah. So I didn't kind of grow up with Yorkshire pudding as much. Right. Um. But yeah, certainly, you know, I found Yorkshire pudding <laughs> later in life. A funny story about Yorkshire pudding. Yeah. So we have a mutual friend who lives in England, yep. uh, Emily. Yeah. And uh, I had the opportunity to uh, play, travel to England, play at her wedding, travel around. And the host family that I stayed with, that's a whole other story. Um, they, uh, they made dinner. It was a Sunday afternoon. They're, make, they're making Sunday dinner for me kind of thing or mm -hmm. for us. And they're like, do you want some Yorkshire pudding? I'm 21 at the, at the time, 22 maybe. Never had Yorkshire pudding. Never, okay. never heard about Yorkshire pudding. Right. I had no idea what it is. Right. I hear pudding. I'm like, dessert. yeah, I'm in. I'll have some yeah. pudding. I like pudding. I don't care. Chocolate, vanilla, banana, <laughs> whatever. Sure. Out comes this pastry with gravy. I'm yeah. like, what the heck is this? It was delicious. I'll yeah. have it again. But but yeah. not what you expected. I had no idea what it was until yeah. way too late. Nice Yorkie. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I had some other other memories. Um, you know, so we talk about our parents and, and memories and stuff like that. And then I, I dove into like grandparents. And when I, when certain foods kind of pop up, it reminded me of my, of my, specifically my mom's side. I wasn't super close with my dad's side, but my mom's side, my Nana and my, my Pippi. So my Nana's, uh, Irish, mm -hmm. my Pippi's French. Mm -hmm. Um, you can imagine how, how, wow. how that goes, but 
cheese sandwiches, simple pieces of bread mm-hmm. with cheese, not processed like cut cheese, uh, and mayo, and that's it. Really? And uh, Nana used to make that for me every time yeah. we went there for lunch, you know, and so I still have, I'm 42 and I still have cheese sandwiches. I'm still brought back, like you said, oh. I'm still brought back to sitting around the kitchen table with Nana eating a cheese sandwich. That's awesome. You know? That's awesome. Like I said, my, my mom is um, is English, so her parents emigrated to Canada in the late 60s. Mm. And so they came to Canada, get a new start, um, didn't really know, like, what they were going to do when they got here, had to make a living. So they had owned a fish and chip shop in England. Nice. So that's what they knew. Yeah. So they opened, they moved to Brampton, Ontario, opened a fish and chip shop. And I remember like being really young and going to Nana's fish and chip shop where she'd be working behind the counter and like, yeah, you'd get like free. I didn't like fish as much, but you get like free, free, free chips chips or whatever. Um, they wrapped it in paper and everything. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. like yeah, for the sure. Authentic way. So cool. Yeah. So yeah, good grandparent memories as well. That's so good. Um, hey, let's let's stick on the food topic. So on our Instagram, uh, if you're listening, uh, we have an Instagram podcast dot the soundbite. Uh, follow us, like us, uh, comment, share, everything else. Uh, I posted a picture of a queso dip that yes. I made. I brought some in today. You did. It I'm looks hoping it's still warm. Right here. Okay. Uh, do you want to do you want to try it live on air and give me your your rating? I would, I'd love to. Um, you have to. It's, it's in the so, contract. So for me, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I love queso. Unless you have a dairy issue. Queso is awesome. Um, <laughs> here's my thing with 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 queso uh-huh. is I got a thing for queso. That's but anyway, I do. <laughs> <You have> a- <laughs> it's kind of like a sandwich, like a sandwich, right? Yeah. It's like the bread matters. Right. Right. So whether it's like a, a nice chewy sourdough so or the, the, a multi. The chips matter. Is that what you're saying? The chips. Actually, yeah, that's the best I could do. Matt, and it's great. We've got kind of the store brand. We've got Tocitos store brand. If routes. you get like a warm homemade like chips with like fry up uh, some pita, oh, yeah, right? Right. Yeah. But I, I mean, I mean, these will be great. And I'm sorry I didn't take the time to deep fry some pita and uh, season it with some salt. And... You're forgiven. I love you. You're forgiven. <laughs> do you want to know what's in it before you eat it, or do you want to eat it? Yeah. First? No. Tell me while I'm eating it. Tell me what's in All it. All right. So uh, I did cheat a little bit. Uh, because the mother-in-law gave me a big pound of Velveeta. So there's some some Velveeta in there. There's some Monterey Jack. There's some smoked cheddar. Um, tomatoes, onions, jalapenos, uh, and then chorizo. And that's it. There's I, I, did, I forgot to put seasoning in, but then I taste it. I'm like, ah, it's actually okay. No, be- because of the chorizo, you don't need like... Right, a, you don't need any salt. You don't need any pepper. The, that's that everything. That takes this and puts it over the edge. This is great, dude. Thank you. Yeah. So um, when it comes to when it comes to cooking, I don't like I try and follow recipes, but really it's just like oh, I'll throw it in and I'll it, the look of it is how I measure things honestly sometimes, um, you know so much salt I just kind of sprinkle it in I don't I, so I I couldn't put the recipe in there, the ing- I, I can give you the ingredients but I I don't know the amount of everything, that's why I like cooking versus baking. You take that to like Super Bowl party? Oh, it's gone. And you're getting invited back. Yeah. Next year for okay, sure. Okay. Well, so good. If if anybody wants uh, this queso at their next sporting event, uh, I'll do it for free. There you go. You'll try and duplicate I'll, it. I'll try. I'll try. Awesome. Yeah, it'll great. never be the same. But yeah. So cook again. Cooking and baking. What do you you prefer cooking? Yeah, I'm not a great baker. I just find um, it's too precise. Right. It's like yeah. science. Right. And where I'm like you, kind of like a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And yeah. why didn't it turn out? It's like it's like math. So right. I, I leave the baking and generally um, to Deb's actually a really good. 
baker. Yeah. She prefers to bake. I prefer to cook. Yeah. So it works. It works. Um, the other thing that, uh, while we're on the topic of food, uh, a, a good friend of ours, David Marshall, dropped off a book that he found at a secondhand store called Mixtape Potluck by Questlove. Questlove is a drummer for The Roots. They perform on the Jimmy Fallon show. Um, and he put together this amazing cookbook uh, that he pairs uh, recipes with songs. A great idea. Right? Uh, and so it just... I. It just tells me that this podcast is meant to happen. Yeah. Um, and so... And it tells me that I'm glad we did a podcast and didn't write a book because Questlove already made an awesome one. Right. So, for example, he puts a, a, a focaccia bread recipe by Martha Stewart, and he pairs it with a song by Snoop Dogg. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Have you seen their commercials? I know. But I think this was done before, like, they were they were a thing. Yeah, because when did this book come out? Because they're a thing now. I mean, they are a... Let's look for the copyright date. They're a couple. The commercials are hilarious. Um, yeah. So he, so he pairs, again, recipes. So I'm thinking Amazing. of maybe not this episode, but down the road, we, we, pick, we pick something, uh, we try and make it. And listen to the tune. And listen to the tune. Awesome. Uh yeah, there's there's a recipe here by I can't pronounce his name, and he pairs it with a Led Zeppelin song. So awesome. we'll go through it. Uh, there's I'll post a picture on our Instagram and Facebook so you guys can see the cover and and uh, join along the fun, and we'll go from there. So talking about music, yeah, we'll segue right into that. I want to talk about '80s music, okay? Which uh, and and not not church music, like yeah. 80s, '80s music, sure. So when you hear a certain song, you're transpa- you're transported back into your childhood. What what songs do that for you? And I'll I'll find it. We'll play a clip and we'll. Okay, I'd say okay. I'm gonna give you again. I had three foods. I'll give you three music examples. One for me isn't so much an '80s song, but it was in the '80s, early '80s when I was super young. My dad, because um, we're talking about memories and, go- and going back. Yep. Um, my dad listened to two kinds of music. He listened to like gospel music. Or he listened to country music. But when I say country music, like he listened to cowboys. Like not like auto-tuned pop country. Yeah, well, 80s country. He listened to guys that had lived some life. Okay, give me an artist. Their voices weren't amazing, but they they had a story and they had soul. Like Johnny Cash or Merle Haggard or like Waylon Jennings or like these like cowboys. So if I hear like a Johnny Cash song now, I go back to kind of like great memory like my dad I think of my dad cowboys ain't easy to love in their hearts this is country yeah yeah for right sure. absolutely they'd rather give you a song it's, it's different it's different you're, you're back into riding the, in the car with your dad listening to this right now yeah yeah, yeah. Like, he had the records, or, like, in our living room, he would play them. Like, it'd be a Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon, and he'd pull out the old country records. Yeah. I'd say another uh, memory that would take me back, so middle school dances. So oh, yes. th- this terrible, terrifying tradition of taking a bunch of uh, prepubescent awkward. kids, awkward <laughs> kids, sticking them in a school gymnasium. Yeah. And forcing them into this awkward social experiment called the dance. The dance. And I remember in our school, that's what we do. We go in the gym and um, boys along one wall, girls along the other wall. Um, Fast songs, nobody would move. 
Dance floor would be empty. Nobody wanted to get out there and dance to a, f- a fast song. But a slow song came on. Yeah. Look out, right? Yeah, yeah. You'd go. The, the, somebody <laughs> with one brave soul would go, and then you'd start to mingle. Yeah. A girl would come to you. You'd go to a, a young lady, and you'd ask her to dance. I'm glad you got to experience that because that never happened to me. Okay. <laughs> but here's the thing. So that slow songs, the dance floor would fill. Um, fast songs, not at all. But one certain slow song. Oh, boy. Would be uh, super popular because it's like eight minutes long. Okay. And it's uh, actually Stairway to Heaven, Led Zeppelin. Yeah. But here's the thing. Um, the first seven minutes of the song are slow. Yeah. But then at the end, it just starts to bang. Right. And Jimmy Page, guitar solo, John Bonham gets going on the drums, <laughs> and it starts to get really fast. So you have this gymnasium of kids who started dancing slow yeah. for seven minutes. The last minute is fast, <laughs> and they don't know what to do. We didn't yeah. know what to do. Yeah. So like the song's super fast and heavy at that point, but you just keep dancing slow and it felt so, so awkward. And awkward so if i hear stairway to heaven today and it gets to the fast part at the end i'm still that awkward uh seventh grader Still, even right now, I'm I'm feeling the awkwardness. And then my third one would be, okay, 80s music. So 80s music, I think, was defined. It has a sound. It does. Right? It's that yeah. reverb on the snare, yeah. that the synthesizers, the hairspray, the, whams, the makeup, right? the wham. Yep. And like, I just, like, I, I wasn't jiving with, with that feel at all as a kid in the 80s right 10th grade so this friend of mine sorry 10th grade and so uh, probably like 85 85 85 that's probably around there yeah yeah okay yeah. so there's a big age difference yeah here. there's yeah so um <laughs> so probably around that and um <laughs> we'll touch on that in a second a friend of mine came and um knew that i just like i didn't like a lot of like the like the the, the synthesizer, the stuff. current yeah, music yeah. that was kind of defined the eighties genre. Yeah. Um, so she brought me this record. It was called Hatful of Hollow by a band called the Smiths. Okay. Um, and she said, I think you might like this. So I took it home, went to my room, um, put it on and it was like nothing I had heard before. Um, so no synthesizers, no overproduced, like it sounded like timeless. Like if it was released today, mm-hmm. it would sound relevant today. It, it's not dated. Um, the singer, these lyrics were like super poetic and this really melancholy kind of voice of the singer of Marcy, these jangly, incredibly melodic guitars. And I was just like, what is this? And like literally today, the Smiths are one of my top three bands. Really? Still today. But I remember the first time hearing them going, 
I've never heard anything like this. I was happy in the haze of a drunken hour But heaven knows I'm miserable now I was looking for a job and then I found a job And heaven knows I'm miserable now In my life Why do I give valuable time Right. So, I mean, the Smiths have literally gone on and thousands of indie bands are influenced by kind of the yeah. Smiths. And like I said, still love them. But I remember the you remember your first time hearing something going awesome. Yeah. So how about you? Oh, dude. So you were in 10th grade in 85. Yeah. Yeah. Ish, around, there. around there. Yeah. Yeah. I was five years old in 85. Sure. Uh, so there's a. Yeah. So when when I was when I started to. uh become aware of 80s music and in my memories uh was probably like i was five six well six seven eight around there somewhere so the early 80s was was definitely on the radio being played you know and 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 stuff like that um sweet dreams are made of these the pointer sisters i'm so excited wham wake me up uh hall and oats you, you make my dreams come true all all these are you know mid 80s uptown girl was a huge oh yeah uh memory kind of brought me back to stuff uh dancing on the ceiling lionel richie 1986 uh bruce springsteen 1984 um so all these all these songs bring me back to riding um my mom had had an old mustang uh i forget the model and the year number but it was all i remember is that uh it was it was a four seat with a hatchback mustang and uh, I would I would always sit in the back hatchback. Like this was before seatbelts were as strict as they are, and car safety. And so, I oh, grew yeah. up. I, we grew up in a pickup truck with mom and dad in the front seat, and the kids in the back with the cab. Like no seatbelts. Like it's a different day, it was man. A different day. Different day. <laughs> Parents loved their kids a whole lot differently back then. Um, but I can remember like sitting, laying down in the back end of the hatchback, looking up in the window and seeing like. City Windsor just going by, and mm. I, I remember specifically like Riverside Drive, Windsor, Ontario. There's these old um, wheat silos that were uh, used by Harm Walker back in the day. Okay, uh, I, I can put you. I, I know exactly where I am, and you know I hear I hear Uptown Girl, I hear Dancing on the Ceiling, I hear any Lionel Richie from the '80s. You know the the '83 to '88 kind of timeline of '80s music and all those. Um, and, and mom, I mean, mom loves music, and so she would always play um, all all these songs, all these artists, all the time. So, yeah, yeah. I think the '80s were like it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. Like there was so much kind of like yeah, fluff and and cheese, and it just re- reflective of kind of what was happening in the world at that time. And then there was just like so much good music. Like you look at 1984, and the the records that came out that year, yeah, like such as, I like <laughs> I'm putting you on the spot. Van Halen, I think, was 1984. Springsteen, okay. born in the USA, 1984. Yeah. Sometimes just Google top, you know, 20 albums of 1984, yeah, and they were like some of the best records ever made. Right, that was just like a an iconic year in in music. 
Were there any songs uh, or artists that you were not allowed to listen to that your parents were like, don't listen to those? Because in the 90s, that definitely happened for me. In the 90s, I was 10, 15, you know, in, into my early teen years. Um, in the 80s, were there any artists that, because you came from a faith-based home, a, a Christian home. Yeah, you know, I my parents didn't like, it would have been more because that was just like, that was MTV like the, in the, in the, the video. Yeah, yeah. So it wouldn't be so much, I don't think, like, don't listen to that kind of, they probably weren't really aware there was a trust there. Right. But um, some of, like, the videos, you know, you get home after school or whatever, be watching MTV or whatever, yeah, yeah. much me, whatever the Canadian equivalent was. And, I mean, some yeah, of the videos were, were pretty risque, and it would be more like, um, right? yeah, not not cool kind of like an no i know like awkward moments of right whatever video came on you yeah. know kind of so it would have been more that i think for me than the mix of music and video um that yeah know. my my parents were pretty strict on uh, i i can remember them saying like if i ever catch you listening to michael jackson's thriller album you're going to be grounded Why? And it was a thriller song. Like it's if, if you ever watch the music video, the video it's, it's yeah, very yeah, uh, yeah. dark and yeah. you know can be scary for some people. Sure, uh, especially at that age. But yeah, I can vividly remember. And we'll talk next week. I want to talk about the '90s and you know the different genres and the different awesome. artists and the the shift from the the techno synth kind of feel of the '80s to um, the new wave stuff to kind of grunge. Yeah, the yeah. grunge, yeah. the acoustic rock, the you know yeah, the baby. different feel there. Awesome. Um, so yeah, um, anything else that we t- want to talk about? Memories from families, eighties music. I don't even know the timeline. Speaking of timeline, um, we had a comment that the time that we did so far has been perfect for someone's drive home. So we'll aim for. We're at like thirty minutes right now, ish, give or take. We'll aim for that. Yeah, I think that's good. I think our little trip down memory lane has been nice like trip. You know, people learning about us, yeah. and we want it, we want it, listener. We want to hear from you. So like. Uh, share and please comment on any of our social media. Um, yeah, maybe one of your 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 favorite '80s songs, yeah. um, or a recipe that brings you back to yeah. sitting in the, at your your parents' kitchen table or your grandparents. Yeah, it'd be awesome to hear what people and, uh, uh, what, what brings people back. If you sure. want if you want to email us recipes, it's podcast.thesoundbite at gmail. Um, maybe we'll try to make a recipe and see how it turns out. <laughs> Amazing. Or if you want to drop off food, we'll happily eat it. Yeah. Thanks for the queso. Hey, are you going to eat that all or do you want to share some of that? Um, well, I have not had breakfast, so. It's all yours. Awesome. Thanks. I have more at home. I have a whole pan at home. <laughs> I should share it. Um, shout out to David Marshall for uh, giving us the mixtape potluck book. Again, the picture will be on our socials, speaking social, Facebook and Instagram podcast dot the soundbite. Um, and, oh, news uh, about our podcast. We are on a lot of different platforms, a lot of different people are watching or listening, I should say. Uh, and we have people left us five-star reviews. I got a text the other day that two people left us uh, five-star reviews. All right. I'll thank my mom later tonight for and that. I'll thank my mom as well. So there's a two. Uh, no, actually, it was <laughs> it was. I don't know if my mom knows how to operate a podcast. Yeah, I'm not sure my mom knows what a podcast <laughs> is. Bless her. Is that like a radio show? Yeah. Sort of. They'd be proud. Uh, but please leave us, if you're enjoying this so far, two episodes in, leave us a rating. Uh, leave us a five-star review. 
uh, help us um, just get the word out about what we're doing. Just getting started, man. Two down, at least two more to go, if not more. Awesome. It's going to be more. I have a roadmap of plenty of episodes. So thanks for being here. Yeah. Thanks for joining the ride. Absolutely. Enjoy the queso. Yeah, I will. All right. Okay, bye. Bye, guys. Thank you.